0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for... Monday, July 26th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that, you know, we're just going to go ahead and name our nemesis of the week right now, which is that there's too much happening to get to cover it all today. So we'll be getting into more details over the week on stuff outside the Flyers, more details on the draft picks, the schedule, all that good stuff. But yeah, Flyers had a busy weekend. (laughs) So to keep track of all of that, You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. We'll have info on the Flyers, the Phantoms, our episodes. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. And we do a mailbag every Wednesday, so send those questions in. I'm sure you've got a lot of them now that the Flyers have made all these moves. We are your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. You need more hockey news, and Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so today we are going to talk about all the madness that happened in Flyers land this weekend. We've got the Ristolainen trade, the Cam Atkinson trade. We drafted a bunch of guys, so this one could go a little bit long, but stick with us. I promise it'll be all good content. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you are listening right now. So hit subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Danielle. So uh, Flyers, again, were a little busy this past weekend and the week overall Uh, after the Ryan Ellis deal that we talked about last week. On Friday, the Flyers acquired Rasmus Ristolainen from the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for Robert Haig, our first round pick in this year's draft. And a second round pick in the 2023 NHL draft. So we had to sit out that first night of the NHL draft. And then on Saturday, Flyers traded Jake Voracek to Columbus for Cam Atkinson. Trade was one for one. No salary was retained there. And then we drafted six guys in rounds two through seven of the draft. So a little bit exhausting, but lots of stuff happening. Yeah, a ton of stuff. Let's just take a moment of
0: silence for Jake Voracek. Like, I would have never wanted him to go to Columbus. Uh, so I feel so bad for him. But yeah, there was just, I feel like everything kept coming at once. Like, I my emotions just <laughs> kept being pushed and pulled in so many different directions because of all the things that the Flyers did.
1: Yeah, and at least... Jake is going somewhere where he's familiar and has been there before, so there is that. That's true, but, but
0: Jake. <laughs> I mean, anyone listening knows I'm not a big Columbus fan, so I feel so bad for him.
1: But I mean, Cam Atkinson. Okay. Yeah, that I'm so excited to talk about him because uh I think that kind of turned some things around, at least in mm-hmm. my mind, a little bit, but uh we'll get into it. Chuck Fletcher gave a press conference on Saturday, kind of toward the end of the draft. And just to give kind of a summary of the the weekend and talk specifically more about that Voracek for Atkinson trade. And I think, you know, he's been very clear this whole time that he wanted to make some changes and... And he's been saying and reiterated that you can't bring back the same players each year and expect the same results and really emphasize wanting to get past this habit of slow starts that we've been having the last few years. So he really wanted to make a big change to change the energy in the room, create new leadership, new chemistry, and all of the new guys that we got, whether it's Ellis or Atkinson or Ristolainen, bring leadership and experience. And he really likes the team that we have today?
0: Uh, you know, it's tough, right? Because I, listening to him, he made a lot of really good points and he's right about the, you know, the slow starts and, and what are we doing if we're bringing back the same people but expecting different results? And so, I mean, he he proved that. He's shaking up the team, shaking up the leadership core, bringing in guys he thinks that will motivate and push this team and change this team and some I agree with some, I don't know if I do, but I mean, we wanted moves and the flyers have made some interesting moves this past couple of days.
1: Yeah, they have. And you know, you can talk about some individual d- deals or moves and whether or not you like them, like you just said, but he is checking things off a list that he made and made very clear what his mission was. And, you know, you talked a little bit more about how he's spoken with some of the players who are still here. Everyone is excited and feels like they can start putting last season behind them. Uh, He talked about managing the cap being a huge challenge, and he didn't like doing the math. And I'm like, "Eh, Chuck, that's kind of your job, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) um, Interestingly, he was asked if Claude Giroux would stay captain given all of his talk about leadership changes, and he said yes. Uh, Giroux got a good dunk on Sam Carchidi about that, which was interesting to see on Twitter. Um, And that, you know, from some of the other pressers he had over the course of the last week or so, that he was focused on defense, so Sam Reinhart was never in the mix, nor was Jack Eichel on dealing with Buffalo. And he's excited for Robert Haig to have a good opportunity in Buffalo for his contract year. And reiterated that there were no hard feelings with Voracek and he. And I think conventional wisdom would say that both teams won this deal with Columbus, which which I think is right. But uh, looking at these deals overall, I think where some of the comp. Complicated feelings come into play is looking at each deal in isolation versus the consolidation of all the moves thus far. So, you know, the Ristolainen deal, it was a shellacking. I mean, it really was. There's no reason we should have had to pay Robert Haig a first and a second for him, given his stats. It, it just seems unacceptable.
0: It, yeah, it really does. I, I mean, but then again, I mean, it, it came out that Chuck Fletcher has been wanting to get in for the past three years and so I think that's where the overpayment came in and Buffalo would have to be even denser than you know most give them credit for being uh, to say no to a first. It's tough when you look at just this trade in and of itself especially after losing Ghosts.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's where part of the problem is, is that so we lost Ghost for nothing or we had to pay to Mm -hmm. lose Ghost and got nothing in return. And then we had to give up Robert Haig, which, you know, say what you want about him, is an asset and a lot of, you know, future picks overall. But uh, so I think that's where the kind of hurt felt over that. Um, But then again, with the Cam Atkinson deal, we gained cap space and. Um, in exchange, we got one additional year of term. So I think if you look at all the moves overall, on the way out the door, Gostas Bear, Phil Myers, Nolan Patrick, Jake Voracek, two second-round picks and a seventh-round pick, where we got in Ryan Ellis, Rasmus Ristaline, and Cam Atkinson, about $3 million in cap space netted out for this season. Plus, we lost zero prospects. Zero. So overall, like, what do you think about his negotiating?
0: It's hard because you take the in out of it and what we gave out, like what we sent out versus what we got in. I'm fine with that. Like, I think that, you know, going into the next season, still counting on uh, Phil Myers and Nolan Patrick to rebound just is just... It's too much of a risk. So I think that Chuck trusted the the young guys that I would have preferred him to trust. And he traded guys um, that, you know, I'm okay with losing. It still hurts, but I'm okay with losing. So that's fine. I mean, a week or two before this, we got wind that Voracek would probably be leaving. So I'm okay with that. Glass Bear, We already knew that. And then the, the round picks, like, I'm not... I'm not attached to any of those, especially when it's next season. I'm okay with this because we got Ellis and Atkinson who are going to be difference makers right now. Like we don't have to wait. And if we continue waiting, that just limits the um, production of Claude Giroux, um, of Sean Couturier. Like, so I, you know, taking the Ristolainen out of it, I'm fine, especially with the extra cap space. When you add Ristolainen to it, it doesn't look as good. I'll tell you that. Like, I mean, even days later, I I still don't understand why him. Like, I get it. And I know that some Flyers fans are going to like this deal. Like, they want someone that is rough and, and will fight and is aggressive and hits everything. But I would have really liked someone who just is really good at hockey.
1: I think, like, the upshot of all this is, as of now, the Flyers have about eleven million ish to get a backup goalie, sign Carter Hart, and get Travis Sandheim to another deal as well. And so it's I think cap wise he's in a pretty good position to finish out this off season. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, one thing I know we always agree on is how much we love built Bars because built Bars are a soft protein bar, but they taste just like candy bars and they have so many great flavors. They have, if you, anything from caramel brownie to cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, all of them are so good. Yes, and the best part about them is that
0: they are healthy. Built Bar is great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Somehow they combine low calorie and low sugar with high protein and high fiber, so they are great for any type of lifestyle you're on, whether that's keto diet, counting calories, or just wanting more protein in your daily intake. Built Bar is for
1: you. So go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at billbar.com. All right, so let's do a quick overview of two of our newest flyers, Rasmus Ristalainen and Cam Atkinson. We'll get into kind of a little bit more detail and where they're going to slot in and how that'll look in future episodes. But uh, so, Rasmus Ristalainen, we talked about this in the first segment that he's not great. And I think. Everybody would agree that his analytics are really terrible. Uh, he has a negative impact defensively, which is not great as a defenseman. He also has a negative impact offensively, according to stats, um, you know, and we'll link to his hockey Viz page. but uh, when you have a net 15% negative impact overall, uh, that does not look appealing to me. So, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, don't
0: I? I, I guess I, I have no way to answer that. I, I guess based off of Chuck, I, I think he hits a lot, and people like that. And he'll fight for his team, and people like that. So, um, I guess those two things outweigh the the, the negatives on the ice
1: yeah now one thing he does do decently well is um play on the the power play, so I think that he may contribute to that moving forward and Charlie O'Connor talked to Chuck Fletcher about the poor analytics, and you know what do they see that the rest of us don't because obviously we're looking at his numbers that are on a on the decline and have a negative impact on the team and so Chuck Fletcher kind of implied that he thinks that this rotating defensive pairing structure that uh, Buffalo had or, or he didn't have consistent deep partners and the rotating cast of coaches that Buffalo has had um, has been part of what's contributed to his advanced metrics being pretty terrible. And But he's going to change coaches coming to the Flyers too, Chuck. <laughs> but... Um, you know, he he kind of emphasized that now there's a good solid mix on the Flyers D and it gives guys a better chance to improve and get and to, you know, develop with a consistent D partner. So I'm not sure that sells me on it, but it's something to go on.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's an answer. I don't know if it's a good one. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess we'll just have to see it. Like, like to be fair, Buffalo was not a good team when he played on them, but he was, he didn't, like, he contributed to it not being good. So it's exactly. just, that's just so concerning. Like, that's just so concerning. Oh.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. And this is definitely going to be a wait and see if Chuck gamble pays off kind of deal. Um. You know, Rasmus had a presser with Flyers media and said that he's really excited to play in meaningful games, um, thinks that he'll fit in really well based on his experience playing eight times against the Flyers this season and emphasized his toughness. And he he wants to do anything it takes to win. And, you know, one factor that we haven't talked about in terms of this past season being especially bad for him is that he had COVID pretty bad and was not 100% for a good deal of the season for the Sabres. But he is feeling 100% now. And so, uh, you know, I feel bad that he had to deal with that. It uh, must have been a real tough go. But I, I can buy that that factored into his negative impact.
0: Yeah, and I you know, I think it's really hard to look at everyone's season last season and just judge them only on that. And I you know, I'm not like uh, I I I liked watching the Sabers uh, year for the past couple of years like in the beginning of the season they always made you think they were going to do something special. Um but even, you know, take COVID out of it. Watching him in, in games isn't ideal. Uh, he, he didn't do uh, a lot to help the team win. And, you know, I don't put it – I don't – it's not like I, I think that he's not going to work hard because that's one thing that you can say. He's always in the gym. He's always trying to get better. But I I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't want to trash on him because it's very easy to do that. Um, so, like you said, it's definitely a wait-and-see my only, I, I my only other concern is that, like, yes, he was good on the power play for the Sabers, um, but I, I wonder if he is going to fit into that new style of power play. I mean, we talked about it when we compared Gossispare to York and how the power play is trying to get more dynamic and not just taking point shots. Uh, and to me, it seems like Rasmus is a lot of just taking point shots, and that's that's you know what what makes him successful in the power play but again definitely a wait and see um because he could surprise all of us that's what we're hoping right like everyone talks about how well cc was really bad and did well in pittsburgh we're hoping for something like that for the yeah. flyers some some type of pennsylvania magic please
1: yeah I, yeah that that's all we got to do is i uh, see if chuck's gamble pays off here and uh that maybe a more solid partnership with Travis Sandheim will do both of them some good. So moving over to Cam Atkinson, Um, this was like, I think, kind of an emotional turnaround for me because I had been so like upset by the Ristolainen deal and like what is Chuck doing here and then you know like you said knowing that Jake Vorchek was likely to go getting Cam Atkinson for him in a one for one was such a refreshing like boost for me Um, they compare very interestingly You know, Atkinson is ostensibly a better two-way player right now, but Voracek is a better pure scorer overall. But Cam had more goals this past season. Cam's especially good on, you know, the shorthanded goals, which was something the Flyers were lacking this past season. And Cam Atkinson just has so much energy. And Chuck Fletcher said as much and that he's better five-on-five. He's really good on the PK, which is something that Jake Voracek never did. Now, Jake was obviously much better on the power play and contributed to that. But, you know, super tenacious and he's a shooter versus Jake being more likely to pass. Atkinson has a much better two-way game. And Cam Atkinson came on to that press conference with so much enthusiasm and speaking enthusiastically about the Flyers and how much he learned about them from Scott Hartnell and how much he loved it. He wore a gritty t-shirt. I don't know. I was just like, it was just so vastly different than everything that had happened before it. But what did you think? You know, I,
0: I completely agree with you. I, I'm i not going to say I was a little bit depressed after the Ristolainen <laughs> trade, uh, but I, I was not excited to see what moves uh, Chuck was going to make. But I was completely taken aback by this trade. I didn't even think that Atkinson was available uh, from the Blue Jackets. Um, And, you know, I was not like, I'm not a fan of Cam Cam Atkinson because he is a player that every time I watch Him, he's doing something good for his team and he's either scoring a big goal on the penalty kill five on five like he's making things happen you always have to be aware when he's on the ice especially if he has like a really good center um so I I definitely never liked him but now that he's on the flyers like I'm I'm opening my eyes to the possibilities like you said I mean he's a two-way player he's a goal scorer and he does have a lot of energy and he seems like he's the type of guy that everyone loves. And so like kind of like another Kevin Hayes, because he's friends with so many different people around the league. And I've never heard a bad thing about Cam Cam Atkinson. So I can definitely like see where Fletcher is going with this. And like when he uh, like has high praise for him, because I can, I can see it. Like I used to hate it because (laughs) he was always scoring goals against the Flyers. But uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he brings to the team because not only is he a goal scorer but just the help on the penalty kill that is that's more enticing to me than the goal scoring which is crazy to say <laughs> but it's just like please please we got like a glimpse of a good pk and and then it went away and so if you can help out I will I absolutely am open to that and i mean if Scott Hartnell likes him then like maybe i should like him too <laughs> And yeah. plus, his son—I think his oldest son—has um, uh, red hair, or, or like you know, oh, he's nice. ginger, and I love that. And so it's—I mean, maybe it's a little bit of fate.
1: Yeah, it's it's so funny because some Columbus people were like, Cam Atkinson is the one guy that liked it in Columbus, yeah, and then they yeah. traded him away. But yeah, it just seems like he's take he's taking this opportunity and he's going to run with it and do whatever he can to contribute to the Flyers and you know he did have a little bit of an off season this past year relative to his previous seasons in terms of having a little bit of a negative impact defensively uh, but not like overwhelmingly so just a little bit off from his usual stats but he still maintained a really strong positive offensive impact and he just again I think provides things that the Flyers were missing and so if that's Chuck Fletcher's mission I think Cam Atkinson is part of a potentially really good solution to that but again you know we'll see how all this plays out well despite all of this flurry of activity the NHL is in fact in the offseason but there's still time to decide what sports bets you're thinking of making all summer long and the perfect place to go for that is our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action.
0: And we mean all sports, whether that's baseball, golf, MMA, UFC, and all the other sports that are currently in full swing. And before the next pitch or tee off, head over to Bet Online to check on all the latest sports news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can also get real time, updated odds and
1: props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Okay, so I can't believe after all of that, we still have draft picks to talk about. And uh, Brent Flair gave the post-draft draft, presser for the team obviously he leads the scouting team and he said that it was tough on the scouts to not have that first round pick after doing all that work but he understands that you know it, it had to be dealt as, as part of the trades that Chuck Fletcher was making. Um, he did say it was kind of random that the top three picks were European. It just kind of played out that way, but it's been a while since the Flyers have gone that European heavy. Um, they stayed away from smaller D prospects since we already have those in the pipeline. And uh, he did say that they tried to move up a couple of times for particular guys during the draft, but just couldn't make that work. So they picked at the spots they had overall. So, Let's talk a little bit about our picks Uh, in round two at uh, 46 overall. We had Samu Tuomala, who's a right wing from Finland, plays in the under 20 league there and has spent time on their national team uh, in the under 18s. And he's a little bit smaller uh, as a right wing. His highest ranking was 19 that I saw um, from Craig Button at TSN. The consolidated rankings, he was averaging out at about 31. And according to Elite Prospects, he reloads to swing wide on his team's breakout. He's really good at collecting the puck in strides and is a really super fast skater and has amazing technique. He accelerates through crossovers and he can drive play and he has a really good wrist shot and uh, is really good on either foot so that sounds like somebody with a lot of potential yeah
0: and you know right after the Flyers drafted him a lot of people were like you know congratulating the Flyers saying listen you traded that uh your first round pick but Samu could definitely be in the first round so it was a really good pick and I trust them I don't remember looking at any of his um, uh, his information when looking for in the draft but a lot of people that I trust and I think are very smart were excited so I'm excited about that myself.
1: Yeah, and he did a presser a little bit later on, he had to have uh, the Flyers European scout who speaks Finnish translate for him a little bit. But one thing that stood out to me is that he said he really loved big games, and always steps up for them, which is kind of a guy that we need around these parts. So he also said that he was alone when he learned he got picked uh, because he's away from his family, so that was kind of sad. But I'm sure he will get a lot of attention and a lot of love now. So welcome to the Flyers, Samu. Um. Yes, we are your family now.
0: <laughs> you are our new little son <laughs> coming to the fold.
1: So round three, 78th overall, the Flyers did something interesting. We talked about them potentially picking a goalie, Uh, in the third or fourth round. And they did so, but it was not maybe the goalie we expected. Um, I thought it might have been Benjamin Goudreau, who was like the third best overall goalie, according to conventional wisdom available. But they picked Alexei Kolosov uh, from Minsk in the KHL. And he's a real interesting option for the Flyers because he's definitely a guy who we know is going to take three or four years to get to that NHL potential level but he's only 19 and playing in the full-on KHL not the junior league and had some really good eye-opening starts this past season and that, you know, obviously there's no rush and he's going to develop over there, but that the Russian scouts are really high on him for his athleticism. And it it is such a rarity for a young guy to play at the KHL. And, you know, he he had some pretty decent stats this past year. He did. Uh, I'm excited to see how he develops that.
0: I think that this could this could be a really good pick for the Flyers.
1: Yeah, especially given the most recent history of Russian goaltenders getting drafted, <laughs> right. I think yeah. this hopefully could be part of that. Now he is from Belarus, but still he's playing in the KHL, so we'll uh, we'll consider that as part of the pattern. All right, so in round four hundred and tenth overall, the Flyers picked Brian Zanetti, who is Swiss and plays for the Swiss national team. He was captain of the U eighteen team. If elite prospects is marking that correctly and um, somebody we've had on the show Alex Appleyard said he's seen him a few times uh, skates well makes plays has some issues in his own zone and doesn't use his size yet but has some talent so that is really good to hear one good thing is that so he played in Uh, swiss league this past season because of covid and is now going to be coming over to north america and is going to play for peterborough in the ohl so that'll be really good for transitioning his game over to the north american style and as well as kind of working on some of those weaknesses we just talked about so i think that's the perfect place for him next season and you know i think for defensemen that's really important So in round five, 158 overall, another defenseman, this time Ty Murchison from the U.S. National Team Development Program. He's committed to Arizona State for next year, which is really good. That's a strong program. He's a good skater with a lot of physicality, uh, maximizes that and puck battles and this was an interesting quote um Steve Corianos who's uh, the draft analyst website called him a vacuum cleaner on defense which sounds pretty promising
0: it does and now I have to definitely look up and see some of his plays to get why he was called him that uh but you know you can't hate that for a defenseman
1: no and you know Brent Flair said that You know, he's a California kid, uh, grew up right around Anaheim. So probably a Ducks fan, but we'll let that go. And uh, he's got good mobility and he's a bit on the aggressive side, but he plays hard. So that sounds pretty flyers. It, It definitely does, especially after drafting Cam York. Yeah, And then uh, 174th overall in round six, uh, right-handed defenseman this time, Ethan Sampson. Uh, He currently plays in the WHL for Prince George and was ranked 160 by FC Hockey and 219 by McKean. So a little wide berth there. He had a goal and 11 assists and 12 uh, points total for 22 games last year, but played a ton of minutes. Prince George and um, his best area is defense where he can use his physicality and he is a really big motor and you know he is really good with vision um, Elite Prospects said he uh, pre-scans on retrievals and makes crafty backhanded passes which we've had a problem with on the flyers of these back passes so if he's a guy that can do it and make it successful I'll take it Yeah, I agree with you there. So lastly, Owen McLaughlin, a center, was drafted in round seven, 206th overall, local kid from the Philadelphia area. He's going to be playing in Sioux City in the UH, uh, USHL next year and then committed to Penn State for the following year. So that's always fun getting a local kid.
0: I was so excited because I knew exactly where (laughs) he's from. So yeah, we're definitely rooting for this guy.
1: So overall what would you give the Flyers on their draft from a grade perspective?
0: Uh you know I I have to do a little bit more research into each of the prospects but from what I've seen so far I I would say a, a solid like B right now.
1: Yeah that's where I'm at as well. I think that given the uncertainty of Uh, scouting this past year I think they just did the best they could and I think for most teams nothing is a guarantee for anybody outside maybe the top five so this will I think be a real testament to what the Flyers player development system looks like when we see how these kids turn out all right wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing Had to do two today because there was so much but Draft related, Ty Murchison, the video that the Flyers posted of when the family found out that he was getting drafted was so, so precious. And I just, I'm excited to get to know this kid a lot just based on this video alone.
0: (laughs) It was so sweet and uh, it was a heartwarming little video. So yeah, I
1: definitely agree. And then lastly, of course, Jake Voracek tweeted, and he's one of the best at using social media. Doesn't use it very often, but when he does, it, it is high impact. And I could not help but have tears well up when he posted just a link to the Warren Zevon video of keep me in your heart. And oh, Jake, Jake, what do you got to do, man?
0: It's 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 tough, man. Like, I mean, we talked about how much we like the 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 trade, but it's it's really hard to lose a player like him. And I wish it, he would have had a better run here and, and the Flyers would have been able to win for him.
1: Uh, I'm going to miss him. Ten years, man. That's a long time. Long time. A very long time. All right. Well, thank you for listening to today's show. We will be back tomorrow and later this week with so much more on our draft picks, uh, the deals, everything else that went on around the NHL. There was so much drama. Um, The Flyers and Phantom schedules came out. There's so much to talk about. And as a reminder, we want to hear from you. So send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com.
0: I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C.
1: And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by Your Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts. A hey, Prime members.